In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Spirit, guide our time of reflection, and may it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Welcome to our very first episode of Sunday Setup. Now, I believe there's no better way to introduce something than to just do it. So let's get started with the readings we'll hear this coming weekend. We start with Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is big, 65 chapters in fact, but most of the book is actually made up of poems. So think of Isaiah like a rapper who's put out a number of different albums. And these albums have come at different times in his life and different times in the life of society. So each one has a different mood. But today's poem from the anthology of Isaiah's rapping career comes early on. It's in the fifth chapter. We actually have to go back to the very first verse of the book of Isaiah to get the context of this rap. Isaiah is having a vision which continues from chapter 1, verse 1, all the way through the first five chapters of the book. This is how Isaiah starts. The very first verse, the vision which Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Now, don't worry, I don't know who those people are entirely either, but in the first reading this weekend, we're in the same vision of Isaiah. Isaiah is having this vision, and he's going to bust some rhymes about it. But listen, Isaiah is a crafty rapper. He's, he's got some chops. So he starts telling his audience about a vineyard. But without them knowing it, he's actually talking about themselves. Remember that story about Nathan telling David about the one little sheep that the king takes from the peasant, right? Well, it's the same thing here. Isaiah is getting his audience to pass judgment on themselves, and how they haven't produced the fruit that God is asking of them. But he does this by telling a story about a vineyard. He does it without them realizing what he's doing at first. As a quick thought, the psalm for this weekend emphasizes the same metaphor of Isaiah. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Moving now to the second reading, Paul is writing to the Philippians. At the time, Philippi is a Roman town with a big Greek population and a small amount of Jews. I'd be wondering, why is it called Philippi? Well, it's a good question. It's named for Philip II, who of course was the father of Alexander the Great. Philippi is the first place outside of the region closely surrounding Jerusalem in which Paul established a Christian community. So Paul has some real affinity for these Philippians. In this particular letter, Think of Paul like a teacher who has to speak to his class after recess. Some things have gone on on the playground that need to be addressed since the class was last all together. But this teacher, Paul, he's going to do so with love, like a parent. And he's going to encourage them always towards sanctity, towards being holy, towards being Christ-like. A particular excerpt from the second reading is verses 6 through 9 of the fourth chapter of Paul's letter to the Philippians. Yet, just before that, Paul is actually kind of calling out to women, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but Udiah and Synchthai, and he's doing so like a teacher that's telling specific students in the class, hey, you two need to knock it off and shape up. And as he's telling his students to shape up, he's calling them to virtue. Paul does so in a way that would be very common at the time. 
in the later verses of our second reading, he presents this virtue list that a teacher, usually a Stoic, would give his students to exhibit or shun. That's what Paul is doing here. He's giving his students a list of virtues to strive for, and ultimately, he appeals to his own character. Then we come to the Gospel. We're in the Gospel of Matthew. This Gospel is commonly divided up into five major sections, five parts, if you will, before the account of Jesus' death. We're in the final of these five sections here in this weekend's Gospel. Jesus and his disciples have already arrived to Jerusalem. Jesus has cleared the temple, and now he's talking to the chief priests and the elders on their home turf in Jerusalem. This would be something like going to Washington, D.C. and finding some politicians to lambast. Now, as as you're imagining that, and maybe even taking pleasure in such a thought, if we're going to follow Jesus' example all the way through, we'd actually have to start quoting specific sections of the Constitution to these politicians, because that is what Jesus is doing. He says to them, did you never read? And then he begins to quote Psalm 118 to the very chief priests and elders that supposedly had known it so well. Imagine how biting this is. Jesus is telling the bigwigs of Jerusalem that they actually don't know what they're supposed to be the biggest experts in. And because they've missed this point, they're actually going to be put out of a position of authority, and it's going to be other people that will enter it. Phew. I mean, you can really see how and why Jesus didn't make many friends in Jerusalem. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this week, the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time of Year A. May this knowledge of the story behind these stories allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.